Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times, together. WBEZ's parent company, Chicago Public Media, and the Sun-Times announced last night that they've signed a non-binding letter of intent to explore becoming one organization to, quote, grow and strengthen local journalism in Chicago, end quote. Though it still needs to be finalized pending a, quote, period of due diligence, the arrangement would result in one of the largest nonprofit news outlets in the nation. As part of the announcement, we also learned that Matt Moog, our interim CEO since last October, has been named WBEZ's permanent CEO. As you might imagine, we at WBEZ have lots of questions. So we figured who better than Matt to ask about all of this. And though most of us at WBEZ first learned of the talks when media columnist Robert Feeder broke the news in recent hours, Matt knows an effort such as this did not start yesterday. Uh, so we've, we've been talking for a couple of months uh, and under a non-disclosure, as you normally do in these Wh- Whose idea was this? Uh, well, uh, Michael Sachs, uh, who is, um, uh, you know, sort of oversees uh, the Chicago Sun-Times, really uh, wants to see journalism thrive uh, in Chicago. And he uh, came to us and talked to us about ways that we could potentially uh, partner uh, and the more we talked uh, and explored uh, the opportunity, the more we thought a combination made sense. Why do you feel that now is the time for this, for, for WBEZ and the Sun-Times to, to come together as a single news organization? Yeah, that's a, it's a really important question. Uh, local journalism just across the country is in really a state of disinvestment. Uh, and it, it, frankly, it's hurting uh, democracy uh, when you don't have that kind of accountability journalism there. And Chicago in particular, as the third largest city in the country, uh, has uh, declining investment in local journalism. And we feel like as a public media organization, we want to serve as many people in in the Chicago region as possible. We want our journalism uh, to be comprehensive, uh, deep, and cover as many uh, topics as possible. And this combination allows us to both reach uh, 2 million people a week, one out of five Chicagoans, with our existing broadcast and print and and digital uh, distribution points, uh, but we'll also double the size of the newsroom to 175 people. Chicago Public Media's board of directors approved this acquisition at last night's meeting. Is this essentially a done deal at this point? No, what what they approved last night was a what's called a non-binding letter of intent. Uh, And that's where we just hammered out some of the basic terms. Uh, But the next step for us is to spend the next uh, two or three months working through the legal and financial diligence, and also honestly talking to each of our respective staffs, getting their input and their ideas and their concerns so that we really do this in a thoughtful uh, way uh, and a way that will ultimately benefit the community. You may not have these details yet, Matt, but I do want to know what this could look like on the ground. I think that's what's on our minds, especially here in-house. Do sometimes journalists move into the WBEZ newsroom or uh, I'm thinking about when a reporter is in the field and they're talking to a source. Do they say I'm with WBEZ sometimes? Like, how does this look when these two organizations work together? Sure. It's a good question. 
the operational decisions like that, uh, we're really relying on the input and feedback and ideas and, frankly, expertise of the two staffs to talk about ways to best work together. Uh, each uh, WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times serve a distinct audience with uh, a distinct value proposition, and we want to make sure that this is additive uh, and that both uh, our incredible journalists and, and, and larger staffs see this as an opportunity for them to reach more of the community uh, and and to grow in, in their careers as they're able to collaborate with a larger uh, combined news organization. So tell me explicitly what you think WBEZ gains from this, and on the flip side, what the Sun-Times gains from this. Yeah, I think that's a it's a really great question. The most important thing to me uh, is that we're able to reach more Chicagoans with high-quality, independent, fact-based journalism. And we both organizations have some really incredible, dedicated uh, journalists and are doing amazing work. And one of the most important things here is I want more people to see it, uh, read it, and appreciate it. And, and if ultimately that helps them inform the public and helps with under, understanding and tells stories that aren't necessarily being told – uh, in in other ways, then that would be a huge win for us. You've mentioned our reach a couple of times. How many people is WBEZ reaching right now? So the BEZ broadcast reaches about 550,000 people a week. And we have a really uh, loyal and engaged audience. They listen almost every day. Uh, but the digital side of things where people are checking on their mobile phones and websites and smart speakers uh, we do have a good audience there, but we would like to have a much larger one. And the Chicago Sun-Times has a very significant digital presence with millions and millions of people consuming their content there. Uh, and we really see opportunities to cross-promote the the uh, the great content that we're each doing on different platforms. So you say that the two brands then, BEZ and the Sun-Times, they would continue to essentially serve their own audiences. Yes, what does that mean exactly? It means that if you are a sometimes reader of the paper, if you go to the website, that you'll continue to do that. And the the, the same journalist and the same content that you, you're used to seeing will, will be there. Uh, and the same is if, if you're a, a, a loyal, lifelong WBEZ listener, all of the great things that you love about public radio will continue to be there. Uh, and what we're what I'm committed to and our whole team here is committed to do is make sure that we are bringing in resources to help both organizations really do more uh, of the great public service journalism that they're known for. Will the paper continue to be printed? For sure. We we see a huge opportunity to expand it, honestly, um, and and to engage uh, more readers uh, in, in that experience. That is Chicago Public Media CEO Matt Moog. Last night, we learned more details about a possible merger of WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times. Now, our radio station and the newspaper might actually become a single nonprofit news organization. Talks are underway, though a deal has not yet been finalized. Matt, most newspapers, let's be real, they aren't the money-making operations that they once were. So in order for this to work financially, would the Sun-Times need to become a digital-only publication? Well, so first of all, there's a couple of things here. One is uh, local journalism across the country is looking for new funding models. Uh, and there's hundreds of organizations that have found ways of developing uh, relationships with donors and foundations, as, as well as developing uh, membership programs. 
which are all things that we uh, know very well as an organization and, and help fund us today. And we will bring, uh, uh, we expect to bring some of that to our relationship with the Chicago uh, Sun-Times. Another major trend, though, is the trend towards digital subscriptions. Uh, I wouldn't say digital only, though. Uh, I think d- digital subscriptions are an excellent complement to the, the printed paper. Uh, uh, in our household, we receive the Sun-Times and uh, consume it every day and talk about it and share it. Uh, and I know many, many households around Chicago do the same. Uh, and we look forward to helping to improve and expand that. The paper currently has a paywall, though. And at an all-staff meeting that we had with you this morning, you you wouldn't categorically rule out paywalls if this acquisition does go through. Why not? Well, the, the, one of the foundational principles of public media is that the content that we produce is available to, to everybody. Uh, another foundational principle is that we rely on our readers and listeners for support. Uh, so we're going to look to to keep those as consistent as, as possible. Most organizations, news organizations in other cities do have a paywall. And what that usually means is that 95% of the people who visit the website never hit the paywall and don't pay anything. And about 5% uh, ultimately do hit a, a paywall. What will, because we are public media, we're public service journalism, we are not uh, commercially motivated. There's no, there's no for-profit motivation here at all. We will look to make the product available to anybody who can't afford it. Uh, we will ideally we would we would be able to explore the viability of a more of a membership model where it is a hundred percent free. But there are other examples across public media uh, where there are cases where uh, a content is charged for in, in limited cases, and we're going to do everything we can to make it widely accessible to as many people as possible. My colleagues and I are also naturally concerned about job security. Yeah. What can you say about that on both sides for both organizations? Yeah, I, it's of paramount importance uh, to to us that both organizations see this as an investment and growth opportunity. This is not a normal corporate merger that's premised on cost cutting. That this is the the coming together of two storied news organizations uh, that serve the public in a really important way, uh, and we we plan on bringing uh, funds to bear to allow us to continue to grow and to invest. There are no plans, categorically no plans, for layoffs. As we mentioned, the, the Sun-Times would become a subsidiary of Chicago Public Media with this uh, arrangement. What would the management structure of, of the joint organization look like? Are, are we talking a single editor overseeing both news operations, eventually one newsroom? The, those kinds of operational details have not been worked out. Uh, Nakia Wright, who's the CEO of the Chicago Sun-Times, will join, would join the executive team of Chicago Public Media um, and, and uh, be a part of setting the larger strategic direction and making sure that we had received uh, input and feedback from a broad range of the staff in different functions. What debt or other financial obligations is the Sun-Times carrying? And would Chicago Public Media inherit that? So I, I, I'm not at liberty to disclose any of that kind of information on their behalf, for sure. Uh, but what I can say is that when uh, the management team here and the board uh, reviewed this opportunity, uh, high on our priority list was financial sustainability uh, and the, the ability to uh, to continue to grow. 
Uh, and so we, we've done some very significant analysis in that regards, and we are very, very confident uh, that this, we, will, we will remain uh, uh, healthy and growing uh, as an organization. This, of course, wouldn't be the first nonprofit organization to operate a newspaper. A big example is the Philadelphia Inquirer, which is owned by the nonprofit Lenfest Institute of Journalism. And you've been taking notes from the head of Lenfest, Jim Friedlich. Uh, he's been advising you and the CPM board on this proposed deal. What have you learned from your conversations with him? Well, uh, Jim Friedlich has been r- really helpful, and he's brought to bear other people at the Lenfest Institute who have pretty deep experience in other newspapers around the country. And we all share a commitment and a passion for journalism and for the, the, the prospect of, uh, of, of public service nonprofit uh, journalism. Um, so we, we owe them a, a debt of gratitude for their, their advice. They've actually written a book uh, called Table Stakes um, in, in co- uh, concert with the Knight Foundation, which is also another major foundation that supports journalism. Uh, that uh, helps to basically lay out a, a path toward becoming a more digitally oriented news organization. We, you know, we know that the vast majority uh, of uh, our audience are their first place they go for news are digital platforms, and us as a, as a as a broadcast organization, the Sun Times is a as a print newspaper. We both need to rise to the occasion of meeting audiences there. And the, the the table stakes book is is um, it's a bit wonky, but but in our um, uh, in our field, it's a really helpful playbook uh, to inform uh, how we evolve. I got to get back to the other news from last night, and that's the fact that you're our new CEO. When you started as interim CEO last year, you said that you wanted to be just that interim. It's what I heard when I first got on board as well. Matt's not staying, right? What changed? Yeah, no, it's a good question. Uh, and the intention when I started was that uh, we would see our way through most of the pandemic and we would get to the end of the summer uh, and launch a new search. Uh, when this opportunity uh, came up, it just it uh, really became clear that this moment, this sort of transformational moment in time uh, was a particularly good fit for my own experience uh, as a technology entrepreneur to lead the organization through this uh, and do something really significant for the for the community uh, and and for the two organizations and and that was something that was for me was really hard to pass up I uh, just that opportunity to make an impact and a difference uh, for Chicago. Why are you the right person to lead us through this acquisition and beyond? Sure. Well, a, a big part of this is digital transformation, uh, and that's an area where I have uh, twenty five years of experience as a technology entrepreneur. But an important part of it is just. Uh, news organizations uh, need to be open and transparent and listen to feedback, even when things don't go perfectly. Uh, and that uh, we we uh, have done that uh, over the last year, and and will continue uh, to do that. So that's an important part of it. And and another element here is making sure that we have funding. So we we will be out talking to uh, foundations and donors and others, and making uh, appeals uh, to make sure that we can invest and grow and aspire to even greater heights uh, and serve Chicago every day with the, the essential and trusted news that we want to provide. Some staff members have raised concerns about a lack of diversity, equity, and, and inclusion. Thinking in the board, you know, simply naming you the CEO, right? What's your response to that? 
So we're, we are uh, 100% committed to our diversity, equity, and inclusion action plan that our DEI council uh, had defined several months ago. There's over 40 different initiatives that we're, we're executing against. I do, I do recognize that I'm, I'm not a diverse uh, CEO, and it's a, a privilege for me to be here. And uh, my main focus is wanting to help the organization grow and succeed and become sustainable and serve the community. Before I let you go, Matt, once again, just remind us of the timeline here for further talks with the Sun-Times. Sure. Yeah, we, we ex- uh, will continue the talks and expect to then uh, ideally uh, close this by the end of the year. That is Chicago Public Media CEO Matt Moog. Matt, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sasha. Well, that's it for today's Reset. For more of our interviews, subscribe to this podcast. And please give us a rating. It helps other listeners find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. We'll meet again tomorrow. Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience, I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of, and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.